Little Rock Trojan Sports Properties, in conjunction with Little Rock Athletics, present Big Talk on Little Rock, a deeper look inside Little Rock Trojan Athletics. Now, here is your host of Big Talk on Little Rock, the voice of Little Rock women's basketball, Trey Schaap. Welcome back to another edition of Big Talk on Little Rock. Trey Schaap sitting down again with Athletic Director George Lee of your Little Rock Trojans. Big Talk on Little Rock can be found on anywhere in the world that you find podcasts, basically. Apple, Roku, Stitcher, everything. It's all out there for you. George, thanks again for sitting down with us. A lot has happened since the last time we talked. Yeah, Trey, thanks for having me back. Yeah, it's uh, it's been an eventful I don't know when when did we talk? July, August, July, middle of July. In there, yeah, uh, we've had a lot of things go on since that point in time. You know, we Sun Belt is one of the very few leagues that is actually participating in all their fall sports at this point, being uh, women's volleyball, women's soccer, cross country, uh, and uh, we think we've been pretty successful in what we've tried to do. Um, we've been able to compete. Uh, we haven't really had a whole lot of problems from positive tests from COVID of of holding any teams out or anything like that we've had a few but we've been able to work around them and you know for the most part been able to compete in all the contests that we had set up so we think it's going pretty well golf teams uh played strong and the men are about to host their tournament coming up monday tuesday at chanel country club right i mean we're real proud i think they've had a pretty good season so far um you know this i think will be the last tournament of their fall season so they really want to go out with a bang and you know get the next couple of months of uh, practice and uh, being able to work on their school and have a positive going into spring so yeah we're really pleased soccer teams able to play track and field you know the cross country teams are able to compete and volleyball able to compete and it, it, the volleyball schedule is just weird to me and I know it's a strain on the ladies as well trying to play three games yeah. on some weekends yeah we, we, we really looked at the volleyball schedule this year and we changed it to more of a format from a standpoint of what softball or baseball would play but it's really condensed over two days um you know, I think it would probably have been better if we were playing two matches over two days rather than th- three. Um, I think most of the coaches like the scheduling of not playing two different teams and having to travel to two different places on a weekend. So I think we will look at that even moving forward. Um, my hope would be that we probably end up playing two matches instead of three. You know, we, we've had some success in the Friday morning matches. We've had some success on the Saturday afternoon matches. But the Friday night matches – as quick a turnaround as that has been with a, you know, primarily freshman and or transfer team that Coach Compton has this year, it's been really difficult for the Friday night matches so far up to this point. So. What's been the feedback from the fans that have been able to come to the Jack, go out to the soccer complex to, to watch the Trojans in action? You know, I think it's been really positive. Um, you know, at the first uh, home um, volleyball match, we had to open up more uh, parts of the stands Uh just from a socially distancing standpoint, what we normally do is use, you know, one half of the stands for volleyball, and we had to have to open up a few more to be able to accommodate some of that. So I think most of them have been pretty pretty proud of, you know, being able to actually see our student athletes compete, uh, seeing our student athletes do the right thing that, you know, this is not a normal college season for, for these student athletes, and it's been really tough on them of, you know, making sure that, they're not spending time at night socializing, doing things like that, like a normal college student mm-hmm. would do. It's really difficult. I can't imagine, you know, really being 
put in that in that position. It's it's been tough for them, but I think they've been stronger before because of it. Uh, I think our coaches have done a really good job in practice of showing them what to do, what not to do, and you know, uh, spending time doing that. And I think I think our fans have been appreciative of that because you know you can look around the country and, and most of the conferences out there aren't competing in fall sports. When you look at where you are moving forward, obviously we don't know what the virus is going to do. It's going to di- dictate everything, basically. Sure, right. But we're getting to the bell cow for Little Rock Athletics, and that's basketball, men's sure. and women's basketball. Yeah. They've started practice in earnest. Mm-hmm. November 25th is the first date they can play. The women going to be in the Jack Stevens Center on yep. November the 25th. Yeah, we're going to be playing Oklahoma State here in the uh, Stevens Center, a uh, 2 o'clock afternoon game. So, you know, anybody that's off work all the whole week or, or that day, please come out. Um, we'll have about 1,400 seats available in the Jack Stevens Center. Uh, we've set up everything from a socially distanced standpoint. We're, we've been using our volleyball games really as kind of trying to figure out exactly what we can and can't do. So we've got pods of, you know, two seats set up, four seats set up. Uh, got you know three seats in between them that are that are blocked off. Got every other row blocked off. So we think we've got a pretty good handle on it. I'll, I'll tell you if if you're coming out to the Jack Stevens Center, please buy your tickets online as much as possible. We don't want to deal with cash. Cash has been one of those things that's really been shown to be something that that passes the the virus from one person to another. So we're trying to do everything from a from a cashless base within the Stevens Center this year. Uh, so trying to also to reduce lines that anybody is standing in. So we really don't want to see a lot of people standing outside trying to buy tickets. We really want them to go to uh, LittleRockTrojans.com and you know buy those tickets online beforehand. Uh, I will tell you there probably will be games, especially when we get to basketball, that single game tickets may be very limited. There may be some games we don't even sell single game tickets. Uh, you know we're we're still finishing up our season ticket renewals right now. Uh, we we hope to be pretty close from that standpoint that that maybe we don't have any other tickets to sell. Um, I think there will be some games when we probably do have a few. Uh, you know we probably will have some mini game or some mini plan packages going out uh, soon after we uh, release the schedules once we get all those finalized um, one of the things that we found out with the uh, NCA moving the uh, starting point back from November 11th to November 25th it seems like just a two-week period and be pretty simple mm-hmm. we've pretty much started over from a scheduling standpoint right so you know I don't think most of the major conferences at this point have even released their conference schedules. So there's still a lot of jockeying going on out there of, you know, who's going to play when, who's going to play who, and when you're going to play. So we think we have a good idea of most of that. Most of it we don't have contracts back on yet. And so until we really get those, we're not going to talk a whole lot about it. But, you know, we think we're going to have a good home schedule between our men and women and feel like we have a good plan. We know the conference schedule because it has been released. So we know when we're starting there. And obviously it's going to be, again, where the the men are at home on a weekend. The women are on the road on a weekend, right. except for uh, I think one time there's a doubleheader. Yeah, Arkansas State is our one doubleheader this and year. I'm, I'm glad that it's back to where it is a state, a doubleheader in yeah. the Jack Stevens Center, both it, men and women. Yeah, it, it's so much fun to have a doubleheader, uh, you know, especially with Arkansas State because, you know, I, I love having Arkansas State fans in our building. You know, I think it makes a great rivalry. But they might have to buy season tickets this year to be able to get a ticket to get in the building because single-game ticket sales might not be available then. That may be a possibility. You know, that's that's one of the things that, that you know, we're looking at. Uh, you know, I think games, especially when our men and women are playing together, I think those are going to be marquee games. That's really the only one that's going to happen this year. So, you know, at this standpoint, 
point, I, I would say that, you know, if you if you want your tickets for the Arkansas State game, I would sure buy season tickets if you've, if you've got them. We're going to pause right there on that one. We're going to come back with more basketball after the break because there's a lot to dive into. Um, I'm looking forward to this season. Uh, it's a banging schedule. We're not going to get into all of it, but let's just say a lot of home games for the women – they, the men are going to have to start off on the road, but we'll get into the details when we come back. This segment was brought to you by Jason's Deli. We're back with more Big Talk on Little Rock right after this with George Lee. The sound of squeaking shoes racing down the court. Everyone holding their breath for the free throw. Then exhaling and shouts when the ball falls through the net. Sharing nachos and chanting every cheer by heart. Always supporting the home team, no matter the score. Fans are loyal in Arkansas. It makes us proud to be loyal, too. For more than 80 years, First Security has been investing in our home state and nowhere else. First Security Bank, only in Arkansas. Member FDIC. You're born amazing. And at Baptist Health, we want to keep you that way. In fact, that's our mission. To not only provide the most skilled doctors and nurses to heal you from sickness or injury and comprehensive care to support your recovery, but also to be your guide to health. Also, you can keep on inspiring keep on reaching, and keep on amazing. See some of Baptist Health's amazing stories at keeponamazing.com. Welcome back inside Big Talk on Little Rock. Trey Shap sitting down with George Lee, the athletic director of your Little Rock Trojans. George, we were talking about and we left off with the basketball and the talk of it and the scheduling and everything. Let's go to the fans that come to the Jack and they're used to Walking down the floor and being right next to the action. This year, it's not going not to like happen. It's Sorry. not going to look like that. We will have one row of seats on the floor, coach's row, but it will not be where it normally is. It'll be 15 feet off of the off of the actual playing surface from the edge of the, the boundary lines. Uh, that's the closest we can get from the Sun Belt standpoint. You know, all the different things that we've talked about, we're, we want our teams really to be in a bubble. So you got to have 10 feet at least around all of the uh, the student athletes. And so they want a little bit of, you know, players end up on the sidelines chasing balls, doing sure. things. So they want kind of a five-foot buffer zone, which makes sense. And then so we'll have 10 feet after that. So we'll have the one coach's row on the floor. Uh, then we'll move into what we call courtside seats. So that'll take really the next two usable rows up in the stands. And then we'll move up into the stands for our normal, you know, uh, seating. So – and when a fan comes to the – let's say they buy season ticket package. Right. But you're basically not going to have an assigned seat this year. Right. The only the only ones that are going to have assigned seats are the coaches' row seats. Okay. Everybody else will have a um, primary section that they're in, and then depending on when they get there, you know, you'll sit within – say if you're in the middle leather section 102, I think it is. The earlier you get there, the, you pick out where you want to sit. The usher will help you with that. When that section is done, then you will move to kind of your secondary sections that you have a choice to pick on. And we'll have those set up based on really on how many season ticket holders renew in what their primary section is. So there'll be enough for everybody, but it'll really depend on when you get there, where you want to sit within that. Let's talk men's basketball first. Um, first off, before we even get into scheduling, Daryl Walker, uh, his relationship with Michael Jordan and getting Jumpman on the uniform as a logo and as a new apparel provider for men's basketball, that is awesome. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, 
you know, Daryl and I started talking about that probably in January or February of last year, uh, maybe even earlier than that, you know, what the possibility was. And, you know, Jumpman and Nike are work together with right. that type of stuff. So when we started, we actually started into a new contract with uh, BSN Sports, uh, with Nike as our primary um, uh, manufacturer and apparel, and but Jumpman is associated with that. So when working with them, we were able to, to make that happen at the same time. And, yeah, he was giddy. And I don't know if you've seen any of the uh, stuff on social media <laughs> out there, but you ought to go out there and watch, look, at, look at Coach Walker in, in our new uniforms. It's pretty funny. Yeah, seeing Coach Walker. Uh, now, back in the day, seeing him in a uniform yes now mm, at times he looks like he can still play sure yeah yeah he, he could definitely play before most of people of his age could play. no doubt no doubt <laughs> he's, well, in, he's in pretty good shape what's been the reaction george from from the the athletes that are going to get to wear that uniform you know i think they really like the style of it i mean i think if you look back over the last five or ten years you've seen a lot of baggy uniforms and you know you see kids out there rolling them up and doing mm-hmm. you know rolling the bottom of the shorts rolling the top of the shorts these are much more fitted um i mean it looks like what you see nba players wearing and it looks like what they're used to seeing so i think they're really happy about that you know i won't begin to say that i think some of our student athletes even know who Michael Jordan is. You oh, know, no, they, they do. They, they do, but, you know, it's LeBron and, and those type of True. and Kobe that, uh, that they really look up to. But, you know, they get it. They, I think they really understand the difference in, in, in what they're looking at, how much kind of a step up that is. Sure, and it's going to help in recruiting as well. Sure. I mean, if, if you go and look at the things that student athletes look at when they're talking about coming to a school – a lot of times they're looking at shoes, they're looking at clothes, they're looking at, you know, where they're playing, those types of things. You know, they're assuming you're recruiting me, so I'm going to get to play, mm-hmm. okay? But they want to know what things am I going to be wearing? What is that going to look like? How cool is it? And I think if you look at the Jumpman stuff versus what the regular Nike stuff that we've had, I think that's a definitely elevation in, in, in our game. Can the Jumpman trickle down to some other sports as well, women's basketball, other other sports? Sure. I know that uh, – Jumpman, there are Jumpman golf shoes out there. Sure. You know, it, it's really up to each coach on what they particularly want for their student athletes. Now they all have a budget. Right. <laughs> you know, so they have to live within that. But, you know, from the standpoint of picking the different things that they want to wear, that's really up to them. We don't, we, you know, we're not a football school. We do not have an equipment manager that manages across all of our sports. Each, each head coach and or whoever their assistant that deals with that really are the ones picking it out. I might uh, have to text mr walker my 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 shirt size <laughs> so that uh maybe a couple of jump mans find find the way into my closet <laughs> that would be nice uh scheduling we know the men let's start there they're going to go on the road to start the season they're right. going to go to a bubble in louisville and right. play at the yum center right now yeah that uh we were able to make that happen the last couple of weeks you know uh as good as they played last year it has been really difficult to find people that will play them this mm-hmm. year um, you know, we're a school that usually has to go out and raise some money from a game guarantee standpoint, and it's been really difficult from the standpoint of other universities, including us, not having to have the same number of fans in their in their coliseum or in their arena that they normally have. So typically, you know, we'd ask somebody to pay us eighty-five or ninety-five thousand dollars, and right now they might want to pay you twenty-five, if at all. You know, we talked to several schools that were interested, and then they looked at some film of our games last year, and they said, no, thank you. Wow. You know, because, yeah. you know, in the non-conference, a lot of the Power Five are 
looking for easy wins. They do they don't want somebody that's coming to them that might beat them. You know, and I think we have the opportunity to do that. So, you know, I think it's worked out really well from the Louisville standpoint. I'm not sure how many teams are going to end up being there. I, you know, I'm hearing something like eight to ten to twelve teams may end up playing there. Uh, we're going to play five games. We'll we'll be staying at the hotel adjacent to it. We'll be eating all of our meals in there. We'll be practicing in the practice court adjacent to it, and then playing our games in there. So they will really for eight days. That's a bubble. We will we will. Arrow Coach Lines will drop them off up there at, in Louisville, and then we'll come back and pick them up. They will not be there in between there. So they will, you know, really be there doing everything within that bubble. So, I mean, I think it's good. Uh, you know, from our standpoint, it made it a lot easier uh, that Louisville was providing all the testing to make sure from that standpoint, that from a COVID that we're doing the right things. Um, but, you know, it would be difficult to do for uh, some smaller mid-major teams to set something like that up. So it, it ended up working out well. I it, would think – It was a long process getting Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure because of where they were going to be at that time of the season in the Virgin Islands. Right. To Louisville, Kentucky. I know, I know some people, Ray Tucker, are a little upset that they're not getting to go to the Virgin Islands. They're having to go to Louisville. And, and Tuck, you have to stay in the bubble. Yep. You can't go down to Churchill Downs and look around. You have to stay in – you can't go to the Louisville Bat Slugger place. You've got to stay – Louisville Slugger Bat Company. You have to stay in the bubble. Um, but the fact that that might be something that TV picks up, some of those games possibly. Yeah, I, I don't know how that's going to work yet. Uh, we haven't really gotten that far. Um, you know, for the first time this year, we're going to be broadcasting all of our home games. We'll all be on ESPN Plus from here at the Stevens Center. Uh it was it's it's been really interesting we for the first time this year we did have done the same thing for volleyball uh we haven't quite been able to work that out for soccer yet but you know um it was a volleyball game here i don't know three weeks ago that i i wanted to see what it looked like so i decided to stay home on one of those saturdays and i watched volleyball from the Stevens center on espn plus and mm-hmm. i'm not sure i ever thought that that would happen something like that but yeah it's it's been really good from our standpoint because you know now kids that are recruit that were recruiting can see us from all over the united states don't really have the uh the rest of the world figured out as far as where ESPN Plus goes. So we're, sure. we're still working on that. But, uh, but no, I think it's really good. And then uh, the men's team going to get back home, play a couple of games here, a couple of more on the road. That's going to be their non-conference, and then they're into conference play. Right, yeah. They're really only going to end up having a couple of games here at home in non-conference because we are playing so many. Uh, five there when we're in Louisville. We'll be also playing at Murray State, uh, at Missouri State. Uh, I don't remember where else. UCA, at UCA, yeah, and then the UCA Bears will also be here, so a home and home uh, with them. They'll, only, I think, we only play them once okay. this year. Yeah, we've, we've, we've starting last year, we only are playing them once. And I, and I will tell you that, you know, I think the the. Little Rock Central Arkansas rivalry has been very good. Uh, Brad Teague and I have been talking about it the last couple of weeks, and we actually signed a contract extension f- to to make that go another five years um, this week. Um, I think it's good for Central Arkansas for us to be playing each other no doubt. In, in, in all of our sports. So, yeah, I think we've, we've got all that worked out. So We're going to take another break. This segment was brought to you by Datamax. We're going to come back. We're going to talk women's basketball schedule. If you're a fan of Joe Foley, playing the toughest teams in the country. Don't go anywhere. We're back after this. 
for 100 years. Chevy trucks have been a part of the American landscape because they're as strong and dependable as the people who drive them. And as they're passed down through each new generation, one thing remains the same. Chevy trucks, like the legendary Silverado, come from the family of the most dependable, longest-lasting full-size pickups on the road. So make the right choice with the Chevy Silverado and see your Arkansas's best Chevy dealers. Dependability based on longevity, 1987 to 2017 full-size pickup registrations. At Stevens, our philosophy is to invest every dollar as if it were our own. To seize opportunity, to anticipate rather than react. To deliver constant focus in an ever-changing world. And to pursue the objectives of our clients in order to help them reach their financial goals. A proven history of helping companies and individuals. Stevens, member NYSE SIPC. Welcome back in to Big Talk on Little Rock, sitting down with George Lee, athletic director of your Little Rock Trojans. I'm Trey Schapp. And, George, women's basketball, yes. the schedule. Joe yes. Foley every year wants to play the toughest non-conference schedule he could. Before COVID, I would say this was going to be the toughest schedule. A couple of teams have fallen off, one being the big one that Little Rock was going to open with this year, and that's UConn, unfortunately. Right. We're right. not going to get to make the trip no. to Connecticut. Nope, not this year. Uh, we expect what's going to happen with that is that UConn will come here to the Stevens Center next year, and then we'll go to Connecticut the year after that. So, you know, that's kind of the way it is. But, after you know. they come down here and Joe Foley <laughs> puts a little whipping on them, they might not want us to go back up there. Uh, we'll see. I'll bet, I'll, I'll bet they want us to come back up there. I'm pretty sure they will. Uh, the teams that will be on the schedule, though, this year, we know Oklahoma State opening right. with them on November the 25th, right. 2 o'clock in the afternoon, right. day before Thanksgiving, so you can come feast on a little basketball, and then the next day you get to feast on turkey and everything. Yep. So that I like the starting time. That 2 o'clock yeah. in the afternoon on that first playing yeah, date. Uh, I, I really think of, you know, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving to me is the same as a Saturday. I mean, almost everybody is either off that week or, or they're leaving work day. early. Right, or they're leaving work early anyway. You know, we we have played some Wednesday night, day before Thanksgiving at 7 o'clock, and that just doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to me, uh, you know, uh, Oklahoma State asked if we could play during the day, and and when I talked with the coaching staff, um, I said I would rather do that anyway. Um, so yeah, we agreed on two o'clock, and we we try to stay with two o'clock as a good standard time as our Saturday Sundays as much as possible. We know, you know, so, what, you know when we get old, we forget things. So uh, as much I, as we I got can, you. As much as we can keep it the same, that's what we're going to try to do. That, or make sure you write it down. <laughs> Either <laughs> way, you don't forget. Either way, um, we know some other opponents. Not sure of exact dates and and locations, but we know Arkansas. Saw, right. The women are going to play them. Right. Uh, UCA. Right. Going to play them. Texas A&M and Gary Blair. Right. In the Jack Stevens Center. Center. Um, Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt here. In a the new Stevens opponent yep. in the Jack Stevens in Center. The Stevens They're going to make the trip over from Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, Western Kentucky. Western Kentucky. And in the Jack Stevens Center. Right. Yep. Old Sun Belt Conference Old rival. Sun, yep. Went to Bowling Green last year. Yep. Game was close for a while. Didn't turn out the way we wanted it to. But so maybe we can pay him back this year. There's some others that you're still waiting on contracts to come in, but you right. look at Oklahoma State, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, A&M, Western Kentucky. Those are five quality games right there, and there are more on the schedule. We just don't have it complete because they haven't got contracts in yet. Right. You know, um, 
with everything that's changed from uh, moving that date back and starting date by two weeks, the conferences, all the conferences across America are really still looking at what they're doing. So we've had some issues with some of that. But, you know, Joe Foley is really a type of coach that wants to put his team out there, uh, show them what it's like to play Division One basketball at the highest level so that he can get them ready for our conference for our conference and our conference tournament. You know, you see some coaches who want to go out there and just get a lot of wins. He's going to prepare them for the season. If, you know, when they go through that gauntlet, then they're ready for play in the Sun Belt. So that's what it's really about for Joe. And, I, you know, I give him the props for it. I admire him. I mean, you know, a lot of coaches wouldn't do that. And every team that we mentioned just then, all of those games are at the Jack Stevens Center. Correct. Not a single one of them is on the road. Nope. We know UCA is going to be on the road. Yeah. Um, we know some others, but we're waiting on contracts to come back because they're waiting on their conferences to set a schedule. We know the Sun Belt schedule. Right. We know we're going to go to the two Georgia schools this year. App State, Coastal Carolina will be back here in the Jack Stevens Center. Uh, we go to, unfortunately, Troy and South Alabama this year. But then everybody in the West Division will be at the Jack and on the road as right. well. Right. No, I think it's a pretty good schedule. You know, it's it's really difficult playing with travel partners the way that we have to in the Sun Belt. You know, we can't afford to to play at home on a Wednesday or Thursday and then go on the road on a Saturday. From a financial standpoint, it just doesn't make sense. So when you start working with scheduling, it's 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 more difficult when you have travel partners because if any of those. Uh, different cities any of those different arenas have any different events that are booked contractually you know some of them have a number of years worth of different events that are booked it makes it a lot harder scheduling so you know unfortunately if you look at the end of the women's schedule this year we're on the road a lot at the end within conference but that means you know that we're at home a lot in the beginning yeah and you have a back-to-back with arkansas state where you're not playing on a thursday for two weeks in the middle of the season well kind of late in the season Right. So, you know, it's like I said, it's difficult. Um, We'll have a uh, Martin Luther King Day that we'll be playing, you know, some of our rivals uh, uh, across the Sun Belt, too, as a Monday game. So, I mean, when you look at the men's from their standpoint, I know they go to Georgia Southern, to Georgia State, and then to ASU all within a five-day period. So that's going to be tough for them. Yeah. uh, uh, But, you know, I think we have pretty good teams on both sides I think the women are going to surprise a lot of people this year I think they have uh, a pretty good recruiting class coming in um, and you know on for the men's side we have most of our players back from last year's class so I think we're going to have pretty good teams on both sides and then the Sunbelt Conference tournament this year is going to be down in Pensacola, Pensacola Florida, Florida. Uh, yeah we we decided to move it and we're moving it into you know a smaller town mid-sized town uh, five to seven eight thousand seat arena but we're going to be playing at two places so that we can condense the tournament uh, some of the lower seeds will be playing at Pensacola Junior College I believe is, is, is the other side so we'll have you know like a four-day tournament uh, the tournament uh, championships will go back to being on Monday instead of on Sunday so we're actually having the tournament a week earlier than what we've had it in the last five or six years uh, so we'll be finishing not on selection Sunday but on the Monday previous to it and those games will be either on ESPN or other family of networks it's awesome I'm I'm a fan of Pensacola. Looking forward to that. One more sport I want to touch on before we get done here, and that's baseball. And I know Chris Curry's been working with his team here. They do have a little bit of time in the fall. They they can work with them before they get into uh, the season. And, man, he's gotten some transfers in too, some some guys that uh, the the NCAA allowing that extra year of eligibility. And one other thing I guess I should say because that just popped into my mind is the fact that this year is basically a wash for student-athletes. 
Yeah, pretty much everybody. Uh, the NCAA yesterday granted uh, an extra year of eligibility for all of our winter sports. Um, previously, several months ago, they added an extra year for the fall sports, and then last spring they added an extra year for the spring sports. So everybody this year really has an additional year uh, to be able to compete. So, you know, I, I think there are a lot of opportunities out there for student athletes and uh, make the best of them. And, I, you know, I think it's going to be good. And now baseball and Chris Curry. Oh, yeah. I, th- I think, you know, Chris has put a really good schedule together uh, for this coming year. It's uh, really strong. I think playing at Kansas State. Uh, got some other good midweek games, of course, playing the Razorbacks up in Fayetteville. You know, um, we're very happy. We were Not just one time, two times. That's, that's right. Was it supposed to, I think it was supposed to be – Was it supposed one to be last year. One last year. Okay. Two this year. Yeah, so, I mean, I think, I think that's great. I mean, I think uh, Chris Curry has, has been really uh, happy – to, to work with Coach Van Horn up there at Fayetteville, uh, who he mentored under, and to be able to have the opportunity to, to go back up there and play. And, you know, someday, who knows, we may we may get to play him down here again in, in a regular season game. That would be neat. That would be extremely neat. Well, George, thanks for the time. And I know that, man, it's been a struggle. Not much vacation time for ADs and administrators in, in COVID. Um, how are the financials with Little Rock Athletics? Um, you know, I know it's been a strain. Yeah, we're, we're we're taking a hit. You know, we've we've done a lot of things uh, with our fall sports and uh, with all the sports, frankly, of changing some of their scheduling the way that that we typically would have done uh, our fall sports because it was just so much unknown at that point in time. We shortened their seasons, uh, made their seasons where they were really more compact within just the Western Division of the Sunbelt Conference. So we're able to save some money for in the team travel side. Um, you know, we've been able to save some money on the recruiting side because nobody's been able to go out and recruit, and it's going to stay that way till at least January. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, we've looked at a lot of different ways um, to uh, save some money. But then, you know, we've looked at uh, ways that we're trying to raise some money. You know, I want to put a plug in for Spectacular at this point. You know, we're not going to be able to do that in person this year as we normally would. But it's going to be virtual. It's going to be virtual starting the day after Thanksgiving. You know, go out and get all your Black Friday shopping online, you know, and then we'll we'll have a uh, a, a, um, kind of a virtual event that next Thursday where instead of it being in person, we'll do about a 25, 30 minute video montage of our student athletes we're really instead of having an honoree we're honoring our student athletes this year and you know uh, what I think what a great time to do that because our student athletes are going through a lot of extra steps to be able to play for you guys this year and I hope everybody is proud of them I think they're doing an outstanding job Uh, I think you've seen a lot of things around the country of maybe some student athletes and different students especially of you know that age not doing the things from a social distancing standpoint that, that we'd like to see them do. And I, I think our student athletes have done a very good job. So I'm, I'm really proud of them. George, thanks, as always, for the time. Ladies and gentlemen, lrtrojans.com, the website to find out everything about your Little Rock Trojans. George, we'll talk again, I'm sure, soon. Um, thanks, Trey. But best of health and best of luck as, we, as you help us navigate through all of this. Thank you. You too. Appreciate it. We'll be back with more Big Talk on Little Rock next time. Thanks for listening to Big Talk on Little Rock with Trey Shep. This was a presentation of Little Rock Trojan Sports Properties in conjunction with Little Rock Athletics. Little Rock Athletics.